What's up, everybody, and welcome into this week's edition of I Don't Know Jim. And this week, we've got for you the conference championship recaps. We're going to talk some coaching carousel and also the retirement of the GOAT, Tom Brady. Thanks for coming and joining us, and we'll get right into it, Jim. I just want to talk about Tom Brady first. Uh, usually we have our He's Jim draft and all that, but my gym for this week is going to be Tom Brady. I mean, people will call me a fraud. People will call me out because they say, oh, you know, he retired before. It's all a dance. It's all a show. He's the best that's ever done it. I could go on and on about him, but I won't. I mean, that guy is literally part of the my childhood fabric. He made it great. He's the reason I love football. So. I think that's Jim enough to get one final Jim on his way out the door. It's a little absurd, but uh, okay. Breaks breaks the rules a bit, but I guess we'll allow it for him. Um, I guess my Jim will be just Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. Maybe he's the next Brady. Who knows? He played a pretty solid game there, eh, Jim? Yeah. He didn't look great at the end of the game, especially, I mean, there was that fumble that just kind of went flying out of his hands. But uh, yeah. That was a little wild. We'll see what happens if he gets healthy and rests up. I have with James, too. I know I'm kind of speedrunning this right now, but... You are, but go ahead. It's, it's the officiating crews from this weekend. Those are my Jameses. Honestly, yeah, sure, you could say the 49ers, but I had no quarterback. Legit none. They were helpless. They, they couldn't do anything. The officials made that first game... Uh, it was fine. It was okay. The pole punt hitting off the wire thing was a little weird. But that second game was like borderline unenjoyable because every time a play happened, you had to sit there and hold your breath for like three seconds for that yellow flag graphic to, to show up on your screen. Um, I'll counter that with my James of the Week, which is those that believe the NFL is rigged. Okay, I don't think that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, there's a script every year. I'm dying at all the quote tweets of PFD's tweets. All right, if you think the NFL's rigged and you think all these players are involved and they all get a script, oh, geez, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's crazy. No. Go, yeah. go go speak to your local your local doctor. Get your head checked. I think that uh, conversation. you made a good point, too, when you said that you've never heard so much, you know, complaining about a game oh. than from the Bengals fans because... Yeah, there were a couple of questionable calls, but in all honesty, like how how hard can you really cry about that? There, I mean, like you lost, you didn't play good. You guys didn't play good, right? Dude, I mean, we've been watching football for some time, right? Yeah. Like there are plenty of games that you know, no calls happen or calls that happen that you don't agree with. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen. This many crybabies. Oh, look at this hold. Look at this hold. They didn't call this hold. It was so obvious. Do you know how many plays in NFL football you could throw a flag on? A lot of them. Well, the slow-mo kings were out on Oh, Twitter. my goodness. I mean, that's just not realistic for a lot of it. The one thing I really did have a problem with was the uh, fifth down that the Chiefs got there. That was nice. You know, you stopped the play. You get another try at third and nine there, and then there's a flag. They're flag warranted, yes, but 
when they stopped that play after it had been run, I mean, Zach Taylor was going nuts, and I was also on my couch with a significant amount of money on the Bengals, losing my mind. Losing my mind, Jim. How'd you guys do that? I, I hear you there. But my counter to that would be, you know, that drive ended up not mattering. But guess what? Took the ball away. It took time off the clock, Jim. Oh, jeez. It did. I'm just saying, a lot of these calls uh, that are being cried about didn't really matter. And Joe Burrow and the and the Bengals had the ball with two minutes left driving. Yes. You had your chance. Yes. You didn't win. Yeah. It doesn't need to be this whole, you know, the NFL's rigged to get Patrick Mahomes back to the Super Bowl. Want to cry yeah. about a missed call? How about the block in the back? Oh, the block in the back. The block in the back on Mark Andrews. You want to talk about that, Cincinnati Bengals fans? Mm, yeah, you're real quiet now. It, huh? it, you know, it giveth and it taketh away. You, you deal with it. You get That's over football. it. It's officiating. I just thought that that game was too much of a zebra show. I thought I saw Ron Torbert way too many times. That's all. I can agree, I can agree with you there. That's what I'll say. Um. But you know what was entertaining? That was a good game. I really thought the Bengals were going to pull it off. Jamar Chase had that ridiculous catch on fourth down. T. Higgins had that sweet touchdown catch too. But they couldn't run. Burrow was getting crap beat out of him, which we didn't see the week before against Buffalo. But but honestly, there are just too many crucial mistakes. They let Chris Jones and Frank Clark get through it. Massive moments in the game. And they couldn't stop a hobbled Mahomes. He wasn't terrific, but there were some plays where you were like, that's the best player in football, and he's on one leg. How about the real story? You know, it's not the Zebras. It's not the missed calls. It's the Bengals O-line. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. Chris Jones munched, kind of shed some light on what was going on with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. That was a bad O-line. Maybe you guys weren't as good as everyone thought. I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I think we have a great matchup. Personally, I think Chiefs-Eagles is very good. I also hate the Bengals, so I'm stoked. Yeah, I know. I'm stoked. These bums. Yeah. Enjoy Cancun. They celebrated and talked so much, so much for a team that has zero rings. Zero. Zero. Come on. What What are we doing? I know. And they certainly gave the Chiefs plenty of bulletin board material there. Oh, yeah. Like, way too much. The whole, I, I'll admit, I thought the Burrowhead thing was kind of cool. I'll say that. But as a Chief player, that obviously is going to piss you off. The one thing that I hated was the Cincinnati mayor going on and asking Joe Burrow to take a paternity test to see if he's Pat Mahomes' dad. Dude. Wake up. And Travis Kelsey obviously dumped on him and called him a jabroni. And I hate Travis Kelsey, but I thought that was hilarious. No, I'm with you. I thought this game was a pretty, you know, coin flip game. Could be decided by a field goal going in. And then all that stuff happened, and I knew. I knew that the Bengals were going to lose. It just felt like that type of destiny of, you know, you're setting up the bulletin board just for them. And you can tell, dude. Whenever like the post game conference happens or whatever, and the players are bringing up that stuff, yeah, it was pissing them off. It's been on their you, mind. You poked the bear, 
episode. What's going on with Joe Mixon? I don't know. One week he looks great. One week he can't run the football. P. Ryan outsnapped him in the conference championship. He was outsnapped in that game. Interesting. I did not know that. I don't know. I mean, that that Bengals O line was their ultimate downfall again. But my problem is it wasn't for a lack of like trying. Mm -hmm. They went out and they got Ted Karras. They got Lyle Collins. They got Alex Kappa. They just got hurt. And, you know, you get hurt in football. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I guess my closing question for the Cincinnati Bengals is, you know, can you make that next step up? Can you? We're we're running a little low on the window time of, you know, cheap quarterback contract, cheap Jamar Chase contract. We're running out of time to really take advantage of that. Can we take that next step up? I certainly hope you don't because you suck, you bums. I hate you. But, you know, yeah. I personally I think they'll fumble it. But And, yeah, on top of that, this year I thought the Ravens were going to win the AFC North. And the only thing that stopped that was Lamar Jackson's injury, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that if Lamar stays healthy, they win that division. And I don't think that they get past uh, – or I'm sorry, I don't think the Bengals get past the Ravens in that playoff game. No shot, Jim. I don't think so. I think that's played at M&T Bank. And I don't think the Bengals get past them. So, I mean, obviously, ever-changing landscape here in the NFL. But the AFC is loaded. And that's not going to change for a while. Yeah. And and sure, they're one of the better teams. But, uh, I mean, eventually, you either got to push through or you're just going to float at that level and you're never going to do it. So I think you make a good point. Want to go to the NFC? We can go to the NFC, Jim. All right, to the NFC Championship game we go. So it was an absolute blowout. Not very entertaining. Um, I was really not expecting this to be the best game. This was our be a gym pick was the Eagles minus two and a half. I think we both thought that they were going to win this game handedly. But um, it sucked because Brock Purdy goes down within the opening quarter of the game. And then Josh Johnson comes in, who's been on like every roster in the league. He gets concussed, and then you get Purdy back in there, and he can't throw the football. They really had no chance after that injury. It was croak left and right for them. You know, one second, first it's Purdy, then it's Fred Warner. Then all of a sudden, Nick Bosa's down holding his knee every other snap. So they really weren't able to be the team that we have seen be all year when they're fully healthy. And they also couldn't do anything about the Eagles. I mean, Hassan Reddick went nuts. Yeah. I mean, you kind of laid it out on a plate there, Jim. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining about the Devontae Smith missed call that, you know, changed the trajectory of the game. I'm here to tell you it didn't. Um, It was the Brock Purdy injury that changed the trajectory of that game. And the Eagles are, in my opinion, the most put-together football team in the NFL this year. I think they were going to win it regardless. Um, but you know how the crybabies are. This will be the crybaby episode. <laughs> you know, gotta you got to you know, hang your hat on something to say, we didn't lose because we bad or we suffered random injury or this or this or this. No, it's because we were wronged. We were, you know, 
It was rigged against us. Have fun. Have fun in your world. I don't even want to poke it anymore. Sure, yeah. And I really wish we could talk about this one more, but it was not entertaining. No. It was not a championship game feel after Purdy got hurt. And honestly, like, after the second quarter, I was like, I don't even want to watch this anymore. I watched the whole thing because you have to, but I was like, ah, come on. You know, and AJ Brown didn't have a legacy game. That hurt me too. He did not. Yeah. Miles Sanders perhaps did. Miles Sanders got in there twice. Yeah. Boston Scott presence. Even Kenneth Gainwell was getting involved. We will be uh, previewing the Super Bowl next week. And we'll also be doing our He's Jim, whatever Jim award ceremony you want to call it next week as well. We might do a double feature. We might lump it into one episode. But other than that, that's probably going to be it for our game recaps. I know we plan on taking a hiatus after the Super Bowl for you know a couple weeks or whatever it may be. We've been going strong here. And right now we're just going to go coaching carousel. All the coaching hires, vacancies in that throughout the league, Jim. And first one, talk about the first hiring, and that was Frank Reich to the Carolina Panthers. This one was interesting for a number of reasons, those of which I don't think I agree with. So I I get the story here, I think, from owner David Tepper's side, where he wants a quarterback whisperer. He finally wants a guy to run the offense. He's sick of veteran quarterbacks not being able to get the job done. But how do you not hire Steve Wilkes here? Right. I'm going to tell you what I find interesting about this hire. Yeah. That it does not move the needle in either direction. I know. I agree. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a snooze. It's a snoozer of a hire. Um, definitely would have been my first choice, but sorry, Frank, Craig, that's not, that's no shade to you, but I it mean, just doesn't excite me. And that's the thing. Like, has he really done anything fantastic to be like, let's go get Frank Reich? No. What, did they go to the playoffs once or twice? The Colts with him as their head coach? And they didn't win? Yeah. So, in my opinion, Carolina should have gone after a defensive-minded guy because their defense, like roster-wise, that's a strong-looking defense. And I think that's why I had success under Steve Wilkes. He's a defensive guy. And I understand you want to win, you want to sell tickets, you want people to tune in on TV for your quarterback and your offense. But really, there's other offensive guys out there. We're going to get to another one in a second, but this is the guy that you chose. Speaks volumes of the Carolina Panthers. It's There's nothing more to say there. It's just that it's such an average middle of the road higher dude yeah and they're not gonna go up they might go down well and you look at it for next year who's the best team in that division that'll be for a different episode but i don't think they got any better with the frank rag hire no we'll move on to the next one this one's not more of a hire this is a trade sean payton going to the denver broncos for a first round and future second round pick 
Or Jim, just when I thought I had quit the Broncos, I think they pulled me right back in with this hire. I mean, they're burning an absolute hole in their wallet and their cap and their assets to just really rationalize this Russell Wilson trade. I, I honestly, I, I kind of respect the hell out of it. You know, me too. Already pushed ninety percent of your chips into the table. Why not go back to the ATM, get some more chips, and push the rest of them in? You, know, you don't shy away. And those owners have plenty of chips. That's the mm-hmm. Walmart family. <laughs> They're not running short on funds there. But this is the ultimate. If he can't fix Russell Wilson, then nobody can, right? If he goes in there and they're unsuccessful, that Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson thing, you can almost say was 100% Russell Wilson. Because if Sean Payton, who is a legendary offensive mind in football, can't fix him, then he's unfixable. I don't know. Yeah, you said said it pretty well. It'll be interesting to see. I'm kind of seeing a lot of takes that Sean Payton will turn it around with them. I think I'm I'm buying back in it stinks because it's one of of those things where if I buy back in and they hurt me again, it's going to really sting. But if I don't buy back in and then they do do well, we'll see. Plenty of time to make my official declaration there. That's right. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic for now. That's good. That's a, a good thing to be, I think. Also, I mentioned Nathaniel Hackett. He just got hired to be the Jets OC. Thank you, Jets, for Jetsing once again. I will never be disappointed by you guys. And I will likely be fading Brees Hall in all my fantasy drafts, even though I think he's a superb talent. Good call, Jim. Do you want to head on down to the Houston Texans now? Let's do it. D'Amico Ryan's home run higher, in my opinion. And I I don't know how the Texans really pull it off. They're lucky he played for them. I think he tried to sue them at one point. He did. He did. um, I don't know how you got him to come back and coach your team, but I mean, this is, this is my opinion, probably top of the class of head coaching options. You can get excited for this one. If you're a Texans fan, for sure. Yeah. You know, much to smile about down there, but. I mean, he just absolutely knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, that he plays to the strengths of his guys. Mm -hmm. And sure, the Niners' defense was loaded, bunch of talented guys, but you can't look at a defense that's number one scoring and number one yardage-wise and go, it's only their players. Obviously, he had a huge hand in that. Team captain Fred Warner got emotional talking about how it was his last game playing for D'Amico Ryan's. So obviously this guy's got a connection with his players that you can't make up. Not a lot of guys have that. And I think that for Houston, this is perfect. If you're going to have a team that's got a ton of draft picks, you've probably got a ton of capital uh, as far as cap capital. That's why I stumbled there. You're going to be in a position that they're probably going to end up taking a quarterback pretty early in the draft here. He's going to need some years to develop. But what are you going to do in the meantime? You're going to build a strong defense. And that's what you need for a young offense. You need a foundation that is built on the defense so you can run the ball, play pretty conservative. 
and you can lean on that defense to win you some games. I think this is perfect. I honestly think that he could have them competing within the next two to three years, depending on who they take and who calls the plays on offense, but I do love the hire. I'm with you. You want to talk vacancies now? Uh, yeah, what do we have left? Yeah, so we got your team, Bird Gang, the Cardinals. Ooh. Right? You want some of the notable interviewees they've had in so far? Yeah, feed me them. So they've had Bengals, D.C., Lou, and Arumo. They've had Brian Flores. Mm. Vance Joseph. Oh. Yep. Mike Kafka is scheduled to be coming up here, who's the OC of the Giants. Brian no Callahan. Huh? No Pat Sheehan. Yeah. That one's coming, apparently. Aaron Glenn. Lions, D.C. And Broncos, D.C. Pajiro Evero. Sorry, I probably just butchered that. Interesting names there. I know. I think it's funny that a lot of these guys are uh, on the defensive side of the ball after they just whiff so heavily with Cliff Kingsbury, who's bulling in Thailand, wherever he is. Um, yeah. I don't know. Off the top of my head there, I don't really hate a Brian Flores hire. I thought Flores got the real raw end of that deal in mm-hmm. Miami. Absolutely. He's a good that coach. Crazy to me. He's a good coach, but my thinking there, too, is if Bidwell hires him, then he's going to be on the commissioner's you know shit list mm-hmm. because of the lawsuit that's pending and all that. As unfortunate as it all is, he deserves to have a chance to be a head coach and all that. But who knows if someone will give it to him. Also, call me an HBO guy, HBO loser. But I, I like I like uh, Aaron Glenn. Yeah, I know you do. Of course you do. <laughs> he spoke to me through the screen, man. They usually you do. Know. You want to get Any other vacancies? Yeah. The Colts. The former uh, home of Frank Reich. Now, of course, they should. You want? Yeah, you know they should hire. Who's that? Matt Rule. Okay, all right. Of course, we've got Jim Irsay, who is in love with Jeff Saturday, mm. and has been interviewing him repeatedly. Here, apparently, Jeff Saturday has gone through two rounds of interviews after being one and seven with the team, and he's still in the mix which is absurd. But they've also interviewed Eric Bieniemy, Rich Bisaccia. They're going to interview again, Brian Callahan, Giro Evero, Aaron Glenn. Mike Kafka was interviewed. There's a whole laundry list of guys here. But honestly, don't you just feel like he's going to stick with Jeff Saturday because that's his boy? Like I feel oh, like, yes. I, I feel like under any circumstance where you have an owner that actually cares about the team and doesn't just, you know, run wild with it. He's going to sit there and go, look, we've got the number four pick. I think it's the number four pick. We're going to get a quarterback. I want a head coach who knows what he's doing on offense, who knows how to put a system around a young quarterback. How do you not sit there and hire Eric Bieniemy or Brian Callahan or one of these offensive guys to get a, Will Levis, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whoever it might be, off the ground immediately 
because that's been their issue is they can't draft quarterbacks. They've been on this carousel. I pray to God they don't go out and get Derek Carr or something like that. But I really think that they got to go offense here. And at the end of the day, I don't know if if uh, Jim Irsay is going to go away from Saturday. I, I the thing is, it's I agree with you, and I hate that. Like that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, he stunk. He absolutely stunk, and he's gonna somehow pull this off. And he's it's gonna get that job. I, I know. Yeah, that's uh. Those are the vacancies, Jim. That's it. It's uh, coming to a close here, and then the season will be over, and we will have time to digest rosters post-free agency slash draft, and we'll be right back into the thick of things. Somebody sneaky Snoop made a good... Huh? Snoop Hunley. Snoop okay. Hunley, the Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, I guess we can talk about that. What 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 are they doing? I get the Pro Bowl is like a jokey-fluky thing. It's not like mm-hmm. being an All-Pro. But, dude, how did you make Snoop Huntley a Pro Bowl alternate? How is that a thing? He didn't have a good season. No, he didn't. I think he did fine for backing up, but that's crazy. So I get my – I think you have to send three bodies there, I think, is the point that I'm missing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because you can't send Allen Burrow, Mahomes, Tua – And it gets thin after that. Am I missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody significant and from the AFC. Maybe I'm not. Um, Josh Allen said no. Yeah. You know, sending, uh, you know what? Somebody made a good point. Jacoby Brissett should have been sent. I actually like that. I do like that. His numbers were better than Huntley's. And he stepped in very admirably. In my opinion. For crap situation. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not a fan of the Pro Bowl anyways. I, I don't know what the solution is, to be honest with you. I think it should just be like the all-pro thing. You get named a Pro Bowler, that's it. You're a Pro Bowler. You don't play in the all-pro games, do you? Right? I don't know. Like the NBA, NBA All-Star game is sick. Even like the MLB All-Star game is pretty cool. Like, Why can't the NFL have one? It's just too physical? or I just think it's too dangerous. Hmm. Right? Like the NBA All Star game, those guys don't play any defense. They're not bodying each other, except for when you got Kyle Lowry out there taking a charge, something ridiculous. Like, I just can't see it where they, if you're going to play football, like, you got to take it seriously, or you're going to end up getting hurt, even in a game where there's nothing on the line. I just think that was a big problem. Okay. Well, I don't know if two Jamokes sitting at their desks are going to solve the Pro Bowl issue. Probably not. It'd be pretty cool if we did. Yeah, I mean, hey, who knows one day. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening to the Crybaby episode. Um, Hopefully you weren't too offended if you were one of those crybabies. (laughs) Um, If you're not, hopefully you were like saying like, yeah, this guy's spitting. I got nothing else. Pat's got nothing else. It's kind of a short week anyway. This should be a quick listen. Yep. But uh, thanks if you are listening. We are now in February, arguably the worst month of the year. It is certainly on the bottom of my power rankings. Yeah. Other than the Super Bowl. Yep. But uh, hopefully you're staying warm, finding that light, listening to I Don't Know Jim podcast. Maybe you're watching on YouTube, too. we got a YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. 
Oh, geez, I forgot we got that now. Shout yeah. out, Pat, send that up. Dude, we're everywhere. And uh, that'll do it. Yeah, thanks for listening.